I've often asked, why do I do a political show? Well, it has to be because of one of my favorite political quotes, the Gessner philosophy. Gessner philosophy. And it says, says, the right leaders feel a sense of urgency in good times and bad, whether facing threat or opportunity. No matter what, they are obsessed, afflicted with a creative compulsion and inner drive for progress burning hot coals in the stomach that remains constant, whether facing threat or opportunity. This is what I also believe, that there's a sense of urgency that needs to be done with every right leader. And that is why I do the show. This, I believe, I am very deep. This is Femi D Live. To you this very lovely day. Yes, I know it's been so few, just just a few weeks I've not been on. Um, well, pretty much being responsible for some other things around here. But hey, I do understand Beaver and some few other people have been able to cover much uh, on Saturdays like this. It's another amazing Saturday. If you're listening in for the very first time, this would have to be the brief. The brief with Family Day Live. This is where I bring you all the biggest stories. When I say biggest stories, the story that really have happened from Monday till Saturday of this very week. What are they all about? What are the stories that have made the news go round and changed how conversations have been across the country? Well, this is the place to find out. Well, so many, so many things have happened this week uh, from accusations, uh, from uh, unsubstantiated uh, words uh, that were meted out in the media and also to the reaction of the NBC, also to the fine that was in the news as well. The NCDC has been releasing numbers with regards to patients recovered, uh, the people who have recovered and those who have not lost their lives. Yes, Tengo, not much on record. Of, um, I don't think uh, this week there was any major loss of life, uh, if I do recount correctly. But these are some of the stories that have been part of this. Also this week, uh, the Independent National Electoral Commission, well, be losing court uh, for what one would describe as they the registered political parties 22 of them but those 22 political parties are back they are back in the ride now because the court says they should be back in the ride and they cannot be disqualified amazing time when it comes to all these issues as we would have it Yakubu Dogara is in the news last week he defected and now he's back um, with the all progressive congress um, Back to say last week, yeah, he defected PD from PDP to APC last week. So all these are part of the stories I would like to walk you through for much parts of this week as we start off the show on the brief right here, right now. This is the brief with From Day Live. Let's get started now. breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio 
provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femi D. talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions. I believe this man knows what he is doing. He is a Nigerian. And ultimately brings you to the king of talk radio, Femi D. Live. Once again, so in a few minutes, I'm going to walk you through some of those big stories this week. And yes, you got to react uh, before uh, the 11 o'clock hour comes aboard, where I do have quite a list of commercials uh, to follow through with. So let's start off with how the week started. It were pretty much the stories that waited in, into this week. There was reason uh, to go through this, but let me start by making some high points of what happened uh, throughout this week. Here's one of them. Nigeria did confirm that 437 COVID-19 new cases. Total infections was at 46,577. As at Monday morning, that was where those numbers really did lie. Now, there was also that moment of uh, political parties, 22 of them getting the chance to get back into the political arena that did take place. Dogara's seat should be declared vacant. That was a conversation making the rounds as well this week. Low COVID-19 cases should not be misinterpreted for victory. Federal government did say that as well this week. Okay, so let me start off by uh, touching on... Uh, okay, let's go with the NCDC numbers, right? Earlier this week, the Nigerian Center for Disease Control, NCDC, confirmed that 437 new cases of COVID-19 were in the country. That at that time, the total was 46,577. Lagos remained on top of the chart as the start, as the start of this week with 107 new cases. FCT, as at Monday morning, had 91. The other states, like Plato State had 81, Kaduna with 32, Ogu State with 30, Kwara with 24. Now, other states include Eboy with 19, Ekita with 17, Oyo has um, 8, Edo, Bonu um, with 6, each of them, uh, 4 in Kano, Nasarawa, Oshin, Taraba with 3 each, and in it was just a bounty state at one on record. So then NDC did put NCDC, they put the number of discharged patients at the start of this Monday at 33,186 people discharged uh, to say, well, they are no longer with COVID-19, but then a uh, number of people who had lost their lives to COVID-19 struggle in Nigeria at that time was 945 as at Monday. Now, that's in one sense of it, uh, class things up with regards to that. So that was where we were as a Monday. Let me see if I can get you up to speed with regards to how we, what's the numbers for this morning. I should be able to dig that up and let you know in a short while from now. So I'll, I'll get to that in a short while from now. Meanwhile, in the arena of politics, Einik um, was in court, of course, um, not because he wanted to be, but the Court of Appeal earlier this week reinstalled 22 
22 political parties that were deregistered by the Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC, yeah? the committee made the decision and said, well, the way they see the judgment regarding this, uh, and it was signed, by the way, by the president of the court, uh, Monica Dongbam Mensem, uh, it was read by a former panel headed by Justice Lakonu Shodipe. According to the appellate court, the Federal High Court, in its earlier judgment that granted INEC's request to null and void um, well, the registration of those parties uh, with the 99th Constitution as amended, uh, they obsessed now the, the much of the lower court, the court before the appeal court, the high court, right? So they say 22 political parties should go on, come and be part of the political parties and representation for Nigeria. But I do hear INEC may be interested to go all the way to the Supreme Court to see how this pans out. So that was pretty much of the affairs on Monday with regards to that. So 22 political parties back in the arena. Um, I don't know if they're back in the arena in good time to be involved in a dual politics and as well to be involved in Ondo State's uh, gubernatorial election uh, that is coming up. Now, last week, last week, it was interesting to know that Yakubu Dogara, who was the former Speaker of the House of Representatives uh, in the 8th, should be the 8th Assembly, uh, yes, defected from the PDP, where he defected to while he was a speaker, has now defected back to the all-progressive Congress, the APC. And yes, he went on to criticize the governor of his state. And yes, because he de defected, I understand that, um, well, the PDP caucus in the House of Representatives are saying, well, declare sit vacant. Well, Femi Bajabiamila demanded for the vocation of such a provision. He's the current speaker now. He's saying, if you want to sit, uh, well, uh, declared vacant, then you have to invoke the provisions of Section 68 of the 1999 Constitution in respect to that. So they did write a letter, uh, of course, with the legal representative uh, to address this. Uh, meanwhile, a youth group known as the Tafa Balewa Das and the Bogoro uh, Youth Development Foundation has declared support for the former speaker Yakubu Dogara, uh, irrespective of where he goes. They say is a politician of so much credibility, uh, irrespective of what goes down on and goes out. Now, with security issue, it was interesting this week because uh, the federal government vowed, yes, the words I say, they vowed that they would do everything it takes to end the security challenge in another part of the country. That's, that's the affirmation now. President Muhammad Dubari stated this on Monday when he met with the Northeastern governors in Abuja. Now, after the meeting, they were briefing journalists. Um, Chairman of the Northeast Governors Forum and Bono State Governor Baba Ghana Zulum told journalists that the event was to intimate the president um, with recent developments in the region. He revealed that there were investigations done and the findings as regards um, and said most terrorists are taking advantage of the poverty in the region to recruit their members who had no source of livelihood. Let me allow you to listen to how we described the situation earlier this week. Take a listen for yourself. We told Mr. President that there is a need for the Nigerian government to address the root causes of the insurgency, which are not limited to endemic poverty, hunger, among others. One of the root causes is that of access to farmlands. People need to go back to their farmlands. People need to be resettled in their original homes so that they can start their means of livelihood. We also recommended that police should be empowered, should be provided with some certain state-of-the-art equipment, armored personnel carrier, among others, with a view to bridging the manpower gap we are having in the Nigerian military. 
Oh yeah, well, pretty much of that information as it goes out there on record. Now, still talking about security. Earlier this week as well, uh, the troops from the Operation Safe Haven in Kafanchan arrested eight suspects now in connection to various uh, crimes and criminality banditry in, this, in the southern part of Kaduna. Well, the sector commander of the Operation Haven, Colonel David Uwakobi, uh, disclosed this uh, to newsmen um, that, well, these eight suspects were apprehended in different locations uh, after combining intelligence gathered by both the military and the civilian tax force uh, resorted. And yes, they say the suspects had locally made or locally fabricated pump action uh, guns. They had machetes, they had live ammunition, um, they had motorcycles, among other things that they used uh, to terrorize people in that part of the country as well. Now, still moving on now. Another part of the story that was interesting this week was with regards to uh, COVID-19. Now, in other states, the minority leader, Rashid Elegbeleye, has described the increase in fuel prices as an act of wickedness. Elegbeleye, who represents Akoko Northeast constituency, said the new fuel price would inflict more pains on Nigeria, especially as they grapple with the realities of COVID-19. The lawmaker spoke in Akure and said, uh, well, it was worrisome that the federal government has displayed insensitivity to the plight of Nigerians. Um, that's what one part. Remember, there's a conversation hanging in the balance, in the, in the balance with regards to the price of fuel. How much is fuel now? I understand it's 150 naira. Why do, why do I say I understand? Let me be clear. So, if fuel price is set at 150 naira in popular cities like Abuja, Lagos, um, may, just maybe even Portakot, uh, what you would know is some other parts of the country where they have to move quite a number of fuel to, to that region, you'll find prices such as 160, 175. So, let's just say the same baseline that is popular and is official is 150 naira um, as, as we have it. So that's why I do say I understand. Now, Governor Ipiazu, on the other hand, is also concerned about what is going on in his state, Abia State. It did close down the shoe market, Araria uh, Shoe Plaza, this week um, as an industrial market due to issues of COVID-19. It gave the directive after traders attacked firefighters who had come to Taku and early morning Ifenum, which had engulfed a section of the shoe market. The governor also ordered the suspension of the chairman and all members of the management committee of the market. He further directed the police and other security agencies to arrest all perpetrators of the act. Well, the traders felt really bad this week. I'll, I'll tell you this. They felt that the fire service did not turn up in good time uh, to respond to the issues of fire in the market. So when they eventually came, when a good section of the market had been engulfed, they were livid. They were angry. They were completely upset about the situation and said, well, much could have been saved if they were there in good time. So they went on to beat the firefighters and the governor followed through with his own directive with regards to that. Now, we've been talking about COVID-19 for a while now. Should international flights resume? Well, the conversation is on uh, the chairman of the PTF and secretary to the government of the Federation, Boss Mustafa, on Monday resumed the briefing of the PTF in Abuja. Mustafa said the tax force was closely monitoring the recent reopening of schools and domestic flights to see if we had more trouble coming, if this was a good idea or an idea that was bad. Take a listen. For the transportation sector, the presidential task force continues to follow the developments 
in the railway and air transportation, respectively. Nigerians and sector stakeholders are admonished to ensure compliance with the various non-pharmaceutical measures already in place. The Presidential Task Force and the Federal Minister of Aviation are working rapidly towards reopening of the international airspace to allow for international flights. The Presidential Task Force will also be looking closely at the issue of risk communication and community engagement. All right, well, that was uh, Boss Mustafa, the Secretary to the Government and Chairman of the PTF, uh, with regarding international flights. Whether that should go on, uh, they would have to take a cue from what the few things they have opened. Remember, the, the, the lockdown was extended by another four weeks just about last week. So for those of us who were trying to understand whether we're in the reality of a lockdown or not, we are in a lockdown, a partial lockdown with some reopening already going on. Remember, the markets were reopened for seven uh, days now. It means they can work Monday through Sunday to sell whatever they need to sell. Uh, churches should have reopened last week in some parts of uh, Lagos now, and Ogo State, if I'm not mistaken with regards to that. And yes, Abuja has been reopened for some time now. Now, the Kasina State Governor, Aminu Masari, is asking the Nigerian military to intensify their efforts in, in, in the fight against banditry in Nigeria. They say security threat currently ravaging the northwestern part of the country uh, that more should be done. He was making this appeal when he did visit the Special Army Super Cap 4 located in Faskari um, there. Uh, he talked about how much of his words and local governments and, you know, 361 words, 34 local governments and all the likes of them were vulnerable. Listen to him yourself. We believe more efforts will have to be done in order to address, first of all, crash the bandits now. And then also as a government, there are certain actions which we need to take. Actions that are non-kinetic, actions that are administrative, actions that will make us look back at our laws governing our local communities to see what can be done to restore authority at a village level. All right, that was that on that. Meanwhile, with regards to other politics, uh, River State Governor, who's involved in that uh, arena, uh, yes, Sambuke says the People's Democratic Party's National Campaign Council for a governorship election was caught to plans by the All Progressive Congress to use security agencies to rig the September 19 governorship election in Edo State. Governor Wike, who's also the chairman of the campaign council, uh, did say this in Port Harcourt, said PDP has enough intelligence report about APC's plans to rig the election. Take a listen for yourself. The candidates of the All Progressive Congress and his godfather, Adam Sosumode, are Ingrid. Oshimele said that it was Obasuke who was his brain box that made him to succeed. All the achievements he recorded as governor of the district was because of Godwin Obasuke. So if somebody who was a brain box that made you to succeed as you claimed you succeeded, how could you not term such a person as an ingrate? Rather, you that have turned around to fight him for your selfishness is supposed to be an ingrate and not the right way run. I'm just trying to understand this. Um, well, so many words being used now. Ingrid, Ingrid, Ingrid. Who knows? Let's see how they play all this out. But what well, is also pleased because I did talk about the fact that if there's going to be violence in a dual uh, election, they may venture 
into many other options, including possibility of maybe even cancelling the election. But we get what's reacting to that as well. The statement made by the INEC chairman to say that if there's violence, they'll stop the election. In that case, you are played to the hand of the opposition. Because what they, what they want to do is to make sure there's no violence where election will not hold. And then by November, Obasaki's tenure would have uh, ended. That is why they went at hell to do the illegal inauguration of their own speaker of the House of Assembly. So they're not interested. They're not interested in the election. Or they're interested to cut a non-violence so that Ahmed can now depend on that violence and cancel the election or suspend the election. Oh dear. Okay. Much what said there. Still with me right here. When I do come back after the break, let's venture into other stories and also bring you in into some of the happenings as we go on throughout the course of the week. This is The Brief with Family Live. talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions. I believe this man knows what he is doing. He is a Nigerian. And ultimately brings you to the king of talk radio, Femi D. Live. Welcome back to the show this morning. This is The Brief with FMD Live. So a few stories to brief you on very quickly. So be patient, be attentive. And yes, uh, take on the stories very quickly as well. Here is one of them. The Muslim rights concern has denied receiving funds from a terrorist organization outside of Nigeria. In a statement issued on Tuesday, MIRIC Director Professor Ishak Akitola said, any report linking the group to Islamic State for West African province is illogical. Insisted that Murik has never had any contact with any terrorist group. Akitala said the group had always condemned the very active terror, whether it happened within or outside of Nigeria. It therefore urged all Nigerians to disregard in totality the report that it had no basis or was totally malicious, that the report was totally uh, with no basis and was um, malicious in nature. Meanwhile, the Department of State Services have arrested a suspect for attempting to defraud victims of 50,000 US dollars to secure a presidential appointment. Ooh. Well, the DSS uh, public relations officer Peter Af Afunaya paraded the suspect on Tuesday at a press briefing. He identified the suspect as Mohamed Momo, a 42-year-old indigenous of Kogi State. He explained uh, that the man was, try was caught uh, well, trying to obtain the sum from his victim whom he promised to assist in securing appointment as a special advisor to President Mamadou Buhari. Hey, okay, this is the way these things work. Um, let me leave that and move on very quickly as well. INEC says it is ready to conduct 12 by-elections in eight states. The announcement was made by INEC National Commissioner and Chairman of Information and Voter Education Committee, Festus Okoye, 
uh, on Tuesday. Uh, he said all pending by-elections uh, will go by, uh, will, will be done by October 31. That's the announcement he made with regards to that. The All Progressive Congress also on Tuesday approved the appointment of Lagos State Governor Babajide Sanwolu as the chairman of the party's high-level national campaign council for Ondo State's governorship election. Uh, the announcement was contained in a statement by party's Deputy National Publicity Secretary Yakini Nabena. Okay, so this makes it interesting even more. Meanwhile, in Edo State, the governor there, Obaseki, Godwin Obaseki, said his administration remains committed to ensuring peace in the state despite the political charged atmosphere that exists. Now, another story of interest. NECO has released the dates of the conduct of his 2020 examinations. Uh, this information was contained in a statement uh, released on Tuesday by Professor Godswill Obiom, who is the council's uh, registrar. Uh, according to the statement, the senior secondary school examination will commence from Monday, October 5, and end Wednesday, November 18, 2020. All right, well, that covers that with regards to that very story. What else now? Okay, let's move on to another set of stories um, for that day. Now, of interest as well, the Federal Executive Council on Wednesday approved the sum of 8.49 billion naira for the procurement of 12 items that will be used by the Nigerian Center for Disease Control to further mitigate the spread of COVID-19 in the country. Minister of Health Osage and Haniri presented the member at the, F, uh, at the FEC meeting which held uh, at, the council members chamber, at the council chambers of the presidential villa in Abuja. Take a listen to how he described uh, the, that moment and what, what pretty much how he gave voice to uh, the importance of getting the approval. This is part of the preparedness for community transmission which is going on now, which has affected over 586 local government areas. And uh, we need materials to go to expand our testing capabilities and diagnostic capabilities. This memo is the result of a presidential task force COVID-19 and uh, the special uh, intervention fund for COVID-19. All right, well, the Minister of Information also was talking about uh, security and the instructions given to the National Security Advisor. The Council noted that this security and illegal mining have led to huge loss of money. The Council directed that the National Security Advisor uh, should set up a special unit, domicile in the FCT, Abuja, and coordinated by the Office of the NSA to carry out targeted missions at identified and confirmed illegal mining sites nationwide that's interesting okay well that was uh minister of information line moment there uh, talking about what there is to do with regards to security now in Benue state the conversation is a little bit different because governor autumn of Benue state said well allow responsible citizens carry uh well, let me go for his words now responsible citizens protect themselves with sophisticated weapons such as ak-47 rifles as part of measures to curb rising insecurity in the country it did release a statement. Take a listen to much of that, a portion of uh, their reasons why they think it's a good idea. So I'm in agreement that as a law-abiding government, I would prefer that it shouldn't be an illegal arms acquisition by people. People should be allowed to own sophisticated arms like AK-47, just like those criminals have. And if government is able to license this, we will them, own them in their houses. And when some people come, they should confront them. 
All right, well, pretty much of that. Uh, quite interesting story there. Okay, so we're, we're going on the race to make sure we beat the 11 o'clock mark uh, so that I can take some calls on this very subject this morning. Okay, still with um, some of the story now, uh, you would also find interesting that uh, there's been conversation with, um, with regards to security in the, in the country. Uh, let me go by this. Let me read this out for you very quickly. Oh, dear, what, what am I clicking on? Oh, yes. There's been a conversation about, oh yeah, okay, I talked about uh, Minister of Information already uh, with regards to this. Now, also of interest this week, the Department of State Security Service has released a former Deputy Governor of Central Bank of Nigeria, Dr. Obad Obadiah Melafia, after questioning for more than six hours. Dr. Melafia on Tuesday was questioned by officials of the agency in George Plata State in connection with comments he reportedly made on Monday about the leadership of Boko Haram. Um, the CBN, the former deputy governor, uh, thanked his family and the media and their support while in detention. Here's a little bit of what he said after that very meeting that same day. Take a listen. Here we go. Here we go. This is not the time to disown what I said. Yes, I was privy to some very sensitive information which all statesmen are entitled to have by virtue of our public roles. I know that I should have taken more care to corroborate some of the information that I received. But I am not a sensationalist. I'm an economist and a central banker. By nature, we're very sober people. All right, well, that's uh, him giving his own version of events after being drilled. All right, I just, I'm trying to be disciplined not to make comments about that uh, on my own. But then, uh, Operation Save Heaven, uh, troops are being redeployed. Major General John Eneche gave the reasons for that. I am directed to assure the general public that it is not a one-off, but a continuous effort, as it were to ensure that the security agencies are ahead of this evolving security challenge. The High Command of the Armed Forces also reassures the general public of its unwavering commitment to securing the country for all the activities to strive. All right, there's also been a commissioning now. Uh, that's the Nigerian Content Development and Monetary Board. Uh, they have a new headquarters. I didn't even know this existed until recently. Um, well, it's a 17-story Nigerian content tower. To take it that way. It's a 17-story building. And well, that was launched by ESA this week uh, by President Mohamed Buhari virtually. Take a listen uh, to some comments about that. Local content and self-reliance are the key principles of the recently approved 2.3 trillion Naira National Economic Sustainability Plan. The plan is aimed at the promotion of local production, local services, local innovation, and the use of local materials. Bayesa State Governor, Governor Diri, also reacted uh, with regards to the new establishment located in Bayesa State. It is time to face the business of helping to build the economy and lives of the people of this state and indeed Nigerians. In accordance with the mandate of the board and in line with the World Bank initiated local content policy document. 
All right, well, that clears that up with regards to that. Okay, 7.45 now. Femi, speed up, speed up. There's so many stories to cover. I do hope we can cover them. But if I missed out on some, I know I can count on you uh, to bring that to my attention as well. Okay, uh, there was also the moment this week when President Muhammad Dubari says this. It did say his administration is making progressive efforts towards reversing the United States suspension of issuance of immigrant visas to Nigerian passport holders. The president stated this on Thursday while receiving the report of the Committee on Citizen Data Management Harmonization, chaired by the Minister of Interior, Raf Arabashola um, Rawuf, I beg to say, Arabashola. Uh, he said they are doing all they can so that uh, people get uh, the chance to travel abroad yet again. Okay, the trial of the Attorney General, former Attorney General of the Federation, Mohamed Adoke, and an Abuja based businessman, Ali Abubakar, has again been adjourned to September 7. Uh, yeah, for hearing before Justice Inyang Ekwo of the Federal High Court in Abuja was 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 are the new dates in which the cases will go through. Uh, remember that the former AGF and Abubakar were last week, last week Tuesday, uh, brought before the, uh, before the court by the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission on a 14 count uh, charge that was late, that was amended, uh, it says, you know, before that. Okay, also, now let's go to which state now? Anambra State. The traditional rulers there, uh, under the ages of concern, traditional rulers have described the suspension by Governor Willie Obiano as a charade and abuse of power. Mm -hmm. Addressing newsmen in Abuja, the traditional rulers who were suspended for one year by the state government for traveling to Abuja to meet with President Muhammad Bari said they did not commit an act to warrant being suspended. In fact, they were queried, and then the governor went on to suspend them. But... What can we say? This is how their story plays out. Let me state that the Anambra state government has no constitution of its own, and there is no known law in the country stopping the traditional rulers from having free movement. So if the Anambra traditional council is made up of 100 members, even 10 of them can decide to associate on a given project of issue without deviation. We can choose to go and commend the president of the country or associate with Prince Abbas, a worthy, notable, prominent, even philanthropist. We are not ashamed to be associated with the great prince. He has been a major support to the poor masses of Anambrasti and has. A part of me was whispering cleverly and mischievously. Who sent them? Anyway, never mind me. Uh, Baba Tide Fashula, who is the Minister of Works and Housing, uh, this week uh, said the newly integrated management of the Federal Housing Authority is to complete about 660 housing units. Uh, yeah, um, it's inherited under Federal Housing Project in Zuba, Abuja. It made the appeal at the inauguration of the newly appointed executive management team of the FHA in Abuja. Take a listen to what he said. Mr. President has given all of the budgetary support through Parliament to fund the project to completion. But beyond that, maintenance... I, I do apologize for the quality of that uh, clip. Okay. Let me just round up the stories now. I just need to go so that I can uh, get some calls in uh, with regards to this conversation. Let's round up this conversation very quickly now. Also, this week of interest would have to be the story around um, the NJC, right? Uh, they recommended the appointment of four new judges uh, this week, uh, yeah, for the Supreme Court. Uh, a statement by the NJC's Director of Information, Sergi Oye, uh, made this claim, said this was taken at the second virtual meeting of the council to see how things would go. 
uh, before the law courts, okay? Also, uh, th today as well, the Lebanese government suspended the issuance of visas uh, to domestic staff from Nigeria. Uh, you heard Debbie talk about that as well. Let's get you in into the conversation this morning. There's been so much said. I know I can't cover it all, but I often make an attempt to bring you all the brief. Um, no, you can think about uh, uh, so that you, you've truly covered uh, hmm, this very morning. <laughs> oh dear, somebody is sending me a message because he knows I'm a big fan of Barcelona and Manchester City. Now, with what happened to Barcelona yesterday, this is what he wrote to me. Imagine, he said, Bros, I think say you don't go fit continue this morning. Um, after yesterday's humiliation, Obi, you see, my eyes are on you. Uh, my eyes are on you. Let's hear from you now. 